Welcome to Just Sayin', a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now here are your hosts, Allison Gardner and Pastor Terry Wagner. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Just Sayin' podcast. My name is Allison Gardner. Hello, Allison. Hello. I'm here with... (laughs) The person who just said hello, Pastor Terry Wagner. It was a little early. A little early. It wasn't even an interruption. I was expecting I, it, though. I was. I paused. I like interruption. I, I well, I was that. anticipating, and I just, I missed my mark. Mm. Anticipatory interruption. Mm. I don't know. Big fancy word. I'm just, sounds, saying, I'm just saying words. That You're sounds like smarter. somebody that's good or smarter. Good or smarter, Tyler. I'm getting gooder at being smart. Tie, tie. Uh, but yes, I'm here with Pastor Terry Wagner. Hi, Allison. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How Done are you? Done with school for Done the semester. Mm. Good for you. Thank you. Proud Thank of you. you. Thank you so much. Very proud. I mean that. Thank I am you. proud of you. I appreciate it. Um, and we're also Who here. else is in the room with we, us? Well, Ty Ty, obviously. <gasps> That's me. Could we do it without Ty Ty? No. We could not. But honestly, we could not. I have not. tried. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, we would fail. We cannot. Uh, so. I think you'd eventually catch on. Mm. No. You guys are pretty... Smart at being no good or smarter. Good or smarter because we both got degrees from Marshall. Well, I got a degree from Marshall. Allison's working on one. Mm, Yeah, Uh, I I got a degree. You did ninety-eight point six. Ninety-eight point six. Oh, that's a little high, isn't it? Yeah, I am a little warm today. A little little hot. Perspiring. (laughs) But I think I don't know if you got you guys obviously can't see those that are listening, but. I got a little sun this weekend. You did. Oh, man. While we were in the Tennessee. The Tennessee. The playing, Tennessee. Playing sports ball. That's right. Oh, yeah. Trade, sports ball. Trademark sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we see anybody using it out exactly. there, we're taking you we're to court. We're coming after you. Coming yeah. soon to... And then we're going to buy our merch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Coming soon to a Walmart near you. Sports ball. Sports ball. By who? That would have to be a by huge... By Tyler like, and Sean. Yeah, okay. Tyler and Sean. Yeah. TNS. TNS. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what are we here for today? Why are we here? Why, We're what here, are we doing here? We are here to look at life change through the, through lens, the lens of, of scripture. scripture. Yes, boom, sir. Boom, boom. Yes, sir. We've, this season of the Just Saying Podcast, season five. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Has been us just, you know, talking to people. Can I say just real quickly that sure. someone recently began listening to the podcast from the uh-huh. beginning okay. and messaged me the other day and said... I listened to the podcast and it is very informative. Good, nice, very and I good. Said, That's well, nice. welcome. Yeah, yes. where, where you, you been? been? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's great. I'm I'm yeah. I'm happy that we yeah. we're still getting new listeners. That's and awesome. Yeah. That's why we do this, you know, just to connect with people and um, hopefully well, be. I a do resource. it because I like the sound of my voice. Yeah, we knew that. But. We knew that. But yeah, sometimes I walk in the church and I just find him in here, just talking, <laughs> talking to himself. <laughs> and today I am wearing a flannel. Yes, <laughs> with yes. with uh, snap buttons. Snap buttons. He started coming in here for his prayer time. He puts his headphones on him and <laughs> prays to the God. microphone. It's like that video. That video. The video, yes. Thank you, Lord. God, I just, I just need some help on my job. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God of heaven. Yeah. Thank you for blessing me with so many saplings. Yeah. <laughs> for people that have never seen that video, they're sitting in their rooms yeah. or cars right now going, Thinking, what, what? Are, what they are they doing? About? What yep. are they talking about? It's all right. Just skip, you know. I think it's called God Co. Prayer. Look it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, sp- a spoof, yeah. as you might call it, yeah. or, or a satirical 
Uh, well, yeah, come on, probably you're, best. listen, you're getting much, <laughs> of, you're getting too good or smarter now <laughs> of the Geico commercials, and it's a voiceover guy who who makes this guy's simple prayer a little bit more, right. you know, ostentatious. Preachy. Yes, yeah. very. That's a great word. Wow, you really did learn a lot this year at Marshall. <laughs> ostentatious. <laughs> My goodness. But uh, yeah. Anyways. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, we, everybody. We, this season, we have been interviewing people about their life change um, and really their testimony of their, you know, their walk with Christ. And today, we have another very special guest. Very special. VIP, That's Jerry a, Wagner. Jerry Wagner. Jerry. Wait a minute. Wait a That's minute. my last know, name. If that... you didn't know, PT has some <laughs> siblings Whose name <laughs> rhymes with his name. <laughs> and Jerry is one of them. Jerry is my bro. Your bro. My real bro. Yes, for uh, real. A brother from, from the, the same blood, mother. Blood. Yeah. Yes. Blood brothers. Blood brothers. Ooh. No. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Jerry is, uh, I, I am the second oldest in our family. My brother Ronnie is the oldest, and then there are a set of twins that are younger than me by about almost two years, mm-hmm. and that's Jerry and Larry. Yep. And Jerry is is with us in studio. In studio, yes. That's brought to you today by Chicken Raymond Noodles. Raymond. Or ramen. Yeah. <laughs> Raymond. And Nilla Wafers. Wait, Nilla. no, wait. We don't have Nilla Wafers, do we? No, we don't. What, where'd you get Toasty. that from? Lance Cracker. Yes, Lance Cracker. Oh, anyway. Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Jerry. Welcome. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yes, we're glad to have you. Why don't you just introduce yourself for the people who don't know you? Hey. Hey. I'm Jerry Wagner. <laughs> That's Jerry. <laughs> I'm Pastor Terry's brother. You give are. us a little background. Give us give us where you came from. Uh, grew up in Indianapolis. Uh, about 33 years old, I moved from Indianapolis up to the Chicagoland area. And that was my life-changing part of my life where I rededicated, uh, moved up there with my brother Ronnie, stayed up there for about 10 years. Uh, And then eventually me and Terry started talking. I come through here on uh, my way through to some customers out in Virginia. Me and the wife really liked the area. And lo and behold, we've been here for about 18 years Mm -hmm. now. Wow, very what, cool. What, what, uh, we have to back up just a little bit and unpack the first 33 years. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, goodness. He was hoping not to talk, to talk about that. You, you got less than 40 well, minutes. No, <laughs> I figure by the time you're done with this answer, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. Yeah. This one's easy. Uh, grew up with five brothers. Um, attended church. It's almost like it's an echo because uh, a lot of the things that I would say, you've already hmm. Season one, pulpit. episode one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. So... Uh, mom made us go to church. Um, dad made us go to church. Mm-hmm. And so we were churched. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so we spent about 18 years in church, and uh, eventually I fell away mm-hmm. and went into the music business and uh, thought that I was going to live my dream. And I realized that it wasn't God's ideal for me to become a sinner. <laughs> and so, what? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I trashed my life for about 13 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, back in 98, sitting in a parking lot at an apartment complex was one of the very few times I ever heard God's voice. Mm-hmm. And he basically told me, you better go. So he kind of backed me up in a corner. I had no options 
it was either grave or penitentiary. <laughs> and so I thought, yeah, I should go. <laughs> and that was a, a huge change in my life. It's been the greatest change of my life. Mm. And uh, it's a, it's been a wonderful experience to see that God is real. Yeah. Uh, you may have to keep a spiritual eye open for him, mm. but God is real. And he's proved himself over the last 20 years mm-hmm. of being back in church that um, when you seek him, you can see him. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty awesome. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely pretty cool. So can you unpack for us how exactly your, the, the difference happened? So, so you're raised in church. What do you think happened that caused you to fall away? And then how has your, that foundation that your, your parents set in your upbringing, how, how have you seen that sort of the fruit of that later in life since you did, you know, you're a Christian now. So obviously they did something right. Yep. So unpack that for us a little bit. As far as leaving the church, it, I think it's, the most common thing that happens to people when they leave the church, I was hurt. Mm-hmm. And when I got hurt, I said, I'm not going to go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, a lot of things started happening in my mind that eventually made me believe that God wasn't real. This mm-hmm. was all just a, a show mm-hmm. and that I could do a lot better off on my own. Mm-hmm. And so... That's what I did. I went off on my own and found out that Satan had a lot to offer. Uh, I made good money playing music, mm-hmm. which was my passion. That's that's what I love to do. That's what I thought I would always do. And uh, Satan put a lot of things out there that was very tempting to me, that was very appetizing to me. And I thought I was having the time of my life. Mm-hmm. But eventually, the true... Satan comes out, and you start seeing yourself crash. And I think in that time of is it real or is it not real? Because I'm I'm a pretty, I'm a logical person. I'm really black and white. Mm-hmm. Most people don't even like me because I'm so black and <laughs> white. So I need proof. I need yeah. something I can touch. And, and in that time, just what, just thinking about my mother— it 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 caused me to go into a deep depression because I knew that what I was doing was killing my mom. Mm-hmm. It was it was hurting my dad, it was hurting my mom. And when I would start thinking about all the things that she had done for us growing up, because I think, you know, obviously Pastor was there. My mom went through so much. I wouldn't do. I don't think I could have done what my mom done. Hmm. You know, five five boys running the, the business and this that and another. And even though I would look at someone and say, "God's not real. Don't don't talk to me about God. Don't talk to me about going to church. I've done that." Hmm. There was something that was so deep inside that just wouldn't let it go, hmm. and it would always tell me. You know you're not being truthful with yourself. You don't. Mm-hmm. You, you know what's real. Yeah. And on the outside, I didn't believe in God. Yeah. But the way I was raised, it never left me. Right. And so on the inside, I knew I was I was doing wrong. Right. Uh, there came a point where I was with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. I was with some some big time criminals, mm-hmm. 
and I owed a lot of money. And there were some other things going on, and I knew it was time to change my life or it was over for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had gotten deep into drugs. I was dealing a lot of drugs. Alcohol was every day waking up, going to bed, drinking, playing music six nights a week. And over a course of time, I had put myself in a situation where there were people that wanted to do away with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we come to the parking lot Mm -hmm. at the apartment complex. Uh, I was sitting there about 3 o'clock in the morning. I have an older brother that was also a pastor. Him and his senior pastor had came where I was playing music a couple times. Uh, and this is this is a God story for sure. I would tell the agency, when these, when these two characters call, don't tell them where I'm playing. <laughs> and, if, and they would always show up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you, you know Pastor Payton. Characters. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I was sitting in this parking lot. And I kept hearing this voice because I knew that I had to do something. And I just kept hearing this voice. If you'll just go. All you got to do is go. Mm. And I sat there thinking, I don't believe in God. God can't be talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I just over and over. If you'll just go, Mm. I'll take care of you. And I'll set your path. And about three hours later, I called my brother Ronnie who had always wanted me to move up north. And I just told him, come get me. Mm. He says, man, I can't get there until Tuesday. I said, I'll be gone Tuesday. And then his boss, his senior pastor, grabbed the phone and said, where are you at? And I told him. And they turned the van around right then and there and came and got me. Mm. I left Indianapolis with a trash bag of some clothes, a couple harmonicas, and my bass guitar. Mm. And that's what I left with. Wow. And since then, God has been so, so amazing for mm-hmm. me. He has done exactly what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. He took good care of me. Wow. That's that's awesome. He's a good, good I, father. Man. I, I do think that the Lord spoke to you, but I wouldn't be surprised either if, if when we get to heaven, if Peyton said, that was really me in the back seat <laughs> saying to you, you guys just have to know David Peyton. Yeah. He's, he's passed on. He passed away just a couple months ago, as a matter of fact. And uh, he would he would have he would have been that guy that would have hidden in the, someone's back seat <laughs> to scare them to Jesus. I mean, he would he would do it. But hey, uh, it worked. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us about your. You said you left with the the bag of clothes and and a couple of harmonicas, a bass guitar. Um, I mean, you're involved in the worship team here at Tri State Worship Center. Um, just what does music mean to you? What what does that what does that do for you? What does it mean to you? The passion for music is is to me is beyond this world. Mm. No matter what's going on with me or anyone that enjoys music, you can you can put that to the side, and you don't have to think about that no more because you got this love for music, and it still amazes me today. Probably always will. That you can take a piano, you could take a guitar, you can take a set of drums, and you master this sound that can move you. Mm. And out of all the things that I've done in my life, 
music is probably to me the most important thing because it was a thing that was given to me where now I realize I can make a difference to others. And I don't have to talk. I don't have to know sound. I don't have to preach. I don't, I don't have to be, uh, gooder, gooder, smarter, smarter. I can just be me (laughs) with the music and I can, I can literally see at times where it has changed people's lives. Uh, to me, I enjoy music so much because just to be able to take two or three notes or two or three chords and make a rhythm or make make a melody mm-hmm. and put words to it, to me, is the, the most exciting thing that you can do. Yeah, definitely. I think it speaks to the character of God. Mm-hmm. Like, how do people live in a world where music exists and say that there is no God? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, there's a disconnect there mm-hmm. because... That's not random. It's right. it's impossible to be random. Yeah. Uh, even in in all of creation, creation sings the glory of God, uh, it, and music is a perfect perfect example of that. Um, I have a question for you, real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. I myself am a fellow musician. <laughs> um, he is, or, or sort of one. I've heard you're gooder um, than me. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, when you made that decision. Did you feel like, yeah, but yeah, God, but then I'm, but I'm giving up what I love so much in this music, yeah. And then that was restored to you at some point. It was, and and that's that's a good question. A lot of people that knew me before, I, I went to Nashville. I, I I played with some really good groups. I've opened up for 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 some really really good groups, and they would ask me if I miss it. And the way, the best way I can explain it is, of course I do. Yeah. Of course I miss it. But I miss living for God more. Mm. Yeah. It's not that I'll ever wish that it may have ended up differently. Right, right. Of yeah. course I do. Yeah. Uh, but living for God and living a life where I know that I'm doing what he wants me to do is on a much higher scale. Yeah than just to walk away again hmm. and pursue the music. Yeah. So and I tell people I have more fun now. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more cleaner now. Yeah. I do studio work. <laughs> I don't have to worry about, you know, a bunch of drunks. I yes. don't have to worry about <laughs> things that would get me in trouble. It's 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 a lot more fun. It it I've been able to reach more lives this way. Hmm. Um a quick example, we got a, a guy up north, he was a teenager's mom, come up to me and said, Jerry, uh, Johnny thinks you're the, the world's greatest bass player. And I'm like, man, he's reaching the bottom of the barrel. But, uh, <laughs> That's not what you said. Yeah. You said, well, he is right. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> is gooder and smarter. <laughs> and I think you, you even know Johnny Smith. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so Johnny shows up at church with like a hundred rubber bands in his hair, which I don't have a problem <laughs> with. And, you know, he'd show up with the Iron Maiden t-shirt. Oh, he was yeah, that yeah. kind of. And uh, she said he would love to learn how to play uh, the bass guitar. And I said, I, I have no problem. He'd come up to me at church and he says, would you really teach me? I said, absolutely. He said, how much would you charge me? I said, I won't charge you nothing. <laughs> he says, well, you got to, I got to do something. I said, you do. I said, I'd like you to. One time, just take all the rubber bands out of your hair. <laughs> Replace the Iron Maiden T-shirt with maybe a nice white shirt and, and come to church. Yeah. Wow. The very next Sunday, he came to church, 
had beautiful hair. I mean, and he did. He had dress pants on. Long story short, this guy now is a big-time praise and worship leader up north playing wow. piano. And so when I see that, you can understand when I say, yeah, I, I miss that that Nashville and I miss playing music seven. But when I look at Johnny, that's yeah. so much better than Absolutely. pursuing yeah. the music. So yeah. I just find it amazing when, when you have, obviously, you're gifted. And then you learn that, oh, wait, I can use this for God? (laughs) Unbelievable. I didn't know it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I didn't know it until I got back into church. And, you know, the story about Johnny, there's another story about Johnny's brother. (laughs) And then he came along, and this guy now is a fabulous guitar player and plays in the church. And so I didn't even realize that I had that until I got got back into church. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. It's funny, uh, just a kind of a little family story, um, and I don't think I've shared this before, but if I have, Tyler, you can cut this out if you okay. want. Okay. Deal. Um, my, my Jerry's twin brother, Larry, really is the singer of the of the family. I mean, he, he had the voice, and um, when he was, uh, I think, got out of high school, and the bread delivery guy that delivered bread to my mom's little neighborhood grocery store had a, a Southern Gospel Quartet. And they were looking for a baritone singer. And my mom's like, my son sings baritone. And so Larry ends up singing in this group. Well, as the, as they progress, uh, they're like, you know, we their bass singer, he, he had to leave, whatever. And Larry's like, I have a brother that can sing bass. And so, <laughs> so I start singing in the group. And then they needed a bass guitar player. And Larry's like, you know, I've got this brother. brother that can play bass guitar. And, and they're so like, how Jerry, many brothers you have? <laughs> well, then we wanted a drummer. And Larry's like, you know, I have this brother, Ronnie, who can play drums. That's and we I all think. ended up singing in this group together wow. uh, for a short period of time. And, and actually, uh, original instruments were that Jerry and Ronnie were trumpet players, and me and Larry were trombone players. So we had the Southern Gospel Quartet that would sing, but then sometime in the in the set, if you will, we would break our horns out and do a little bit of what mm-hmm. we called gospel brass uh, <laughs> at the okay. time. But that was, I mean, that was early in life. And then, like Jerry's already said, he kind of made that departure, and uh, Larry did too. Larry ended up uh, going in the Marines for a while, and I don't know what happened to Ronnie. <laughs> He just kind of just disappeared off the scene. I don't know. Went to the Christian Cavaliers. That's what it was. That's what, that is what it was. He, he got tired of playing drums. He wanted to sing. Yeah. So he went singing with the Christian Cavaliers. But uh, I just thought it was kind of cool. And it kind of all goes back to my mom again, like what Jerry mm-hmm. said, that you know she kind of made sure that it was in there. And, and then when there was this opportunity to push her boys, you know, <laughs> I got these boys that can, can all sing and play. And, yeah. uh, and, and so that's how we ended up where we were at. Let me ask you, Jerry, um, what, what do you feel like, it's a kind of a double-edged question, what do you feel like has been your um, greatest success, if you want to put it that way, and your greatest struggle since, since coming back to the Lord? What, what's, what's been the greatest joy, I guess, maybe put it that way, and the greatest struggle? I think the best joy, the greatest joy I've had coming back is, and this is going to really be odd, but understanding the Word. Hmm. Why, Jerry, that's odd. <laughs> I thought so. I just, I have that hunger not just to read, but I want to understand it. And mm-hmm. so that really has been the greatest joy to me. Uh, my hardest struggle, I would have to say, uh, seeing 
seeing family members that uh, that that need to get right, mm-hmm. in, including my my own personal family. Mm-hmm. That's probably my hardest struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's hard to to see. I mean, you're on you're on the end that your mother was at. Yeah, seeing seeing people that you you've poured into and that you love so dearly, um, making decisions that that you've made yourself that you know will lead to destruction, but ultimately trusting in the Lord that he would, he, he saves, you know, it's, it's, that's all that you can do. Um, you talked a little bit about, um, Ronnie and his pastor, but is there any other people, uh, and your mother, obviously, but is there any other people or, or specific experiences that have been instrumental in your conversion or sanctification for that matter? I'm surprised you didn't see this one coming. <laughs> But obviously, I mean, the pastor's oh, been... Oh, she saw it. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, the pastor's been a, a huge influence. Yeah. Uh, most people wouldn't know it, but uh, me and the pastor weren't always... Is that fair? I didn't, is I didn't that, know we were going there, but okay. Is that fair to say? No, oh, it's yeah. perfect to say. Yeah. I always... It's the truth. It is yeah. the truth. I mean, but, when, let, let, maybe you can bounce off of this. When... when, when yeah. When Jerry and Michelle, uh, Jerry's wife Michelle, when they came to visit, I was shocked hmm. because we we had a little season in our life when we weren't yeah. really that close. Right. Now, um, overall in our lives, all five of us boys are close. I mean, to the point where when people refer to Betty and Dean's boys, it was always the Wagner boys because we were just always tight. But... There was this season for whatever reason, and I don't, if Jerry wants to throw it out there, he can, but we weren't. And, and so he came to visit, and I was like, this is great, okay. And then I called him, uh, I don't know, a week later or something, and I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, we're, we're praying about moving to South Point. I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> you know, you don't even Why? like You don't even <laughs> like me. What are you doing? So, so it really, it, it, there was a season there. Yeah. Well, there's two things there. First of all, and and if someone's listening to the podcast, I'm sure that there they, will be at least uh, 15 people. Listening. We're higher rated than Stephen Furtick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't waste my time. <laughs> but when when you're not living the right life and you've been raised that way, you always feel like the church people are judging you. Mm-hmm. And in short, I think that's kind of what happened with me and, and the pastor. When I would see him, and I know now that he wasn't, but when I would see him, he'd come into Indianapolis. I, I just felt like he was judging me. I don't want to. I don't want to be around this guy. He's judging me. He sees a you know my earring. He sees the long hair. He knows. Well. I'm, yeah. well. He, he knows that I'm playing full time. He knows I'm what I'm doing, and so I know he's not liking this, and he's just judging me, <laughs> right? I realize now he wasn't. That was just. Satan's way of keeping that separation uh, going. Yeah. The part where me and Michelle moved around, I, I, I believe I've told you this before. Well, it, I am 62. <laughs> yeah. When we came here, I think it was the second trip, we was over in the funeral home. Me and her, you let us park the uh, RV out in the in the, in the park. Right. Okay. Yeah. Me and Michelle had walked into the church, and I felt something as soon as I walked in. 
And I looked at her and I said, do you feel this? And she said, I do. I said, what are you thinking? And she goes, what are you thinking? <laughs> and I said, you say I, it first. No, you say it first. I we'll said, say it at the same time on three. <laughs> I said, Michelle, we need, to, we need to go pray about this right now. And church hadn't even started. Hmm. Wow. And so me and her went to the altar over the funeral mm-hmm. home, and we prayed, and we got up. And I looked at her, and I said, are you feeling it? And she and we, we haven't even discussed what we're feeling. We just, <laughs> and she said, yeah, I do. And I think it's the burritos we yeah. ate last night. <laughs> Should have filled that bag up. <laughs> and at, and when we left church, we finally got the chance to talk about it. And one of the amazing things was, again, we've not discussed what we're praying about. She said, uh, it looks like we're coming here. I wow. said, yeah, I think this is where God's calling us. And it was, I mean, it, it was, I didn't see it coming. Hmm. Because when we came, we were we weren't going to stay. We had a nice place up in uh, Lake Station, Indiana, and that's where we were going to stay. That's where the business was. That's where I was working. Uh, so it was it was uh, it was quite the surprise that God put on us that day. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the and the funeral home that Jerry refers to is it wasn't a funeral home no. when we were there. Yeah. It is now. It's the <laughs> it's the Wallace Family Funeral Home. Now we'll be hitting Beth up for a little bit of advertising money. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that's where we had planted the church. That's where we started, and that's that's where Jerry and Michelle first came to was over there. Yeah. So it was that was. Uh, I knew that the Lord had to have been in that because uh, number one, I know you're not a flighty no. kind of guy that would just up and go for for no reason. And I mean, he's been here ever since. He has. Right. So. You can't get rid of. Can't get rid of him. Eighteen. Eighteen years. Yeah. Seventeen. A little over eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. November of '03. In case anyone's counting, wow. so, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, November, <laughs> November of '03. It, it, it's uh, it's really been an incredible ride, and I'm glad Jerry's been around to to kind of experience because being here f- from those early days to see what the Lord's done from that time to now, I'm sure it has to give you some kind of a confirmation. Not that you would even need it, but confirmation of yeah, we you know we did the right thing so that we could be part of of yeah, this. I have no doubt. That we did what the Lord led us to do. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. When you um, when you share your testimony with people, which we were kind of chatting before the producer guy here, mm-hmm. um, you said you don't. I was on time. By uh, the you way. were. They you were early. Were, I did. I just said it was before you. Why you made you, it you seem like that. Contest. I came in here at the end. Why are you so defensive right now, I'm Allison? Sorry. Wow. I think you're getting gooder at it. I'm getting good. And more smarter. <laughs> Um, you might be the smarterest of us all. <laughs> oh, no, there's no question. Well, no, I can't say about you, no, but. stop. Um, oh, that's right. We're interviewing Jerry, aren't yes. we? I forgot. Yes. I forgot. <laughs> um, when you do get the opportunity to share your story with people about, you know, what God's done for you, I mean, what what's your approach? How do you, how do you go about that? How do you even start that? Well, real quick, in your answer, I want to, I want to hear about. You speaking specifically to people who have experienced church hurt, because that obviously you said that was Mm -hmm. the catalyst for your leaving the church. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but that's the reason that most people give when they talk about, you know, leaving the faith. So if you were talking to someone who has experienced church hurt about your story, how would you, you know, counsel them or encourage them? 
What does catalyst mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the uh, cause. The she's, cause. She's smarter. <laughs> I, I, I have since realized that church hurt, I believe, comes directly from Satan himself. Mm-hmm. And I think when I'm talking to someone that has done, has gone through that, through a, a, a hurt, I try to get them to look past the hurt mm. because while they're stuck in that hurt, they're, they're not seeing, mm-hmm. yeah. they're not seeing what God wants for their right. life. Right. Now it becomes a, a, a selfish thing. Yeah. What My you, truth. You, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when I'm talking to them, if, if you can get them for me, if you can get them to, to look past that hurt and really open up their spiritual eyes and take a look around them and what's going on. I think most of the times people will see that that hurt that came from the church really didn't come from the church. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying it didn't come from an individual in that church, but that specific hurt did not come from the church Mm -hmm. itself. And so if you can get them to look past that hurt, Sometimes you can get them to actually see what's really going on, hmm. which is which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And, and so when you do share that story, I mean, do you just you do you talk to people that you already know? I mean, I know that you're. Is, I guess it's okay. Maybe we can get some another advertising thing <laughs> that you drive uh, uh, for FedEx. Mm. Uh, FedEx, hello, big dollars. <laughs> money, money, Sponsor money. Sponsor us. <laughs> we need to monetize. Um, I mean, like uh, people, employees that, that you work with. I mean, how do you, when you're going, when you feel like the Lord is leading you to share your story or to witness, as we say to someone, what, what, what do you do? I mean, that's what I do. I, 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 I tell them my personal experience mm-hmm. and how things began and where I was in the middle of it. And how I knew it was coming to an end and that I needed to get back to mm-hmm. what I knew was right. And so I used my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of turmoil in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some turmoils I won't ever talk about. They're, they were bad. I know the pastor says it. You know, I think it goes, uh, if you knew about me, yeah. what God knew about me. <laughs> then you wouldn't want to be around me. Yeah. Oh, and thank you for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, I try to put I try to put some something real into that witness. Something that you know that 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 they can be familiar with. That they mm-hmm. they actually say, Hey, that, that happened to me or mm-hmm. hey, I've gone through that. And so that I use my own personal uh testimony when I'm I'm trying to get someone uh, to come to church mm-hmm. or just to give their life to God. Uh, I think personal experiences are probably the best way you can go. Uh, I know a lot about my personal experiences. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Nobody knows you better than you, yeah, right. <laughs> except for maybe God. Yeah. God knows me really good. <laughs> yeah. he, he do. Yeah. He do. Yeah. He knows you. Um, so you talked about how uh, understanding and that hunger for scripture was the greatest joy of your Christian life. So can you um, talk to us a little bit about your daily practice of those spiritual disciplines, specifically Bible reading and prayer? I think we can all do more Bible reading. Yes, sir. That's I'm true. certainly not one that, that, that... Well, most everybody. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I try to get in the Word as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh I wouldn't say it's every day, but it's pretty close. Mm. Uh, I think when I'm reading now, 
when I see something or I read something that I, that I don't quite understand, I stop right there hmm. and begin to pray. And I believe, and this is just a personal opinion, but I believe that God has put such a hunger for understanding the Word mm. that what I read when I was a teenager growing up in the church and what my brother Terry used to read, uh, you know, when we were nine years old at 5.30 in the morning and what I would hear in Sunday school, it, it means a whole different ball game mm. now. Yeah. When you actually start studying the Word, there are so many things that are quite the opposite of what I believed mm. when I was growing up. And that's that's part of my desire to get in the Word and and to chase after God every day is I want to make sure that I understand what He's saying to mm. me. Yeah. I want to understand the directions that He's given me. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me the difference between just opening up the Word and reading so that you can go on about your day and say, hey, I read. Mm-hmm. And then being able to open it up and say, no, I don't want to just read this. Yeah. I really have a desire mm-hmm. to want to understand it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that that's, that's so true. And it just goes to show how, how that the Word is living and active because the words that you read as a child and the, the difference that you talked about, it just it's not a regular book. Nope. Like there's, there's so much to it and, and so, so, such a richness that we can, we can draw from it. Um, and it's just a grace from God to have ha- literal, his literal words to speak to us because, you know, I think that so many people struggle with, you know, oh, I want to hear God speak. I, mm-hmm. I want God to speak to me yep. and they'll pray and they'll be like, I just feel like I'm talking to a wall. Um, I just feel like I can't hear, hear anything back, but they're not in the word. Right. Like God has spoken and it's right in front of us and it's for our edification, um, profitable for teaching, for good work, for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. So scripture is, is for us. And, and I don't think that believers utilize that enough, um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think uh, unfortunately in culture and society that we live in, it's just become you know so easy to let somebody else read the Bible to you know mm-hmm. we have our, our apps on the phone that'll read it to you. You go to church, they put it on the screens, and I think I think we we need a good old fashioned reformation mm-hmm. of going getting back in the word yeah. be people of the book yeah I, eric uh, wall filled in for me this past sunday i was out of town with our youth group and he did an awesome job yeah he did <laughs> I, I i i didn't listen to the very beginning of the broadcast when uh, uh, amanda and ben said they were Vicky and I stunt doubles, wow. <laughs> but stunt better looking. Doubles. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, goodness. you know, we we'll have to do something about <laughs> we'll that. Have to talk. Uh, Church discipline. <laughs> but he, Eric, said something at the very beginning of his message that he said, uh, "If you have your Bibles with you, turn to." I don't remember what his reference was, but he made the reference. He said, "Or you can just trust what I put on the screen is right." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, how you know, how appropriate, uh, yeah. appropriate, convicting. And and real. I mean, that's just. It's unfortunate that uh, that we've become. I don't want to. I mean, lazy. I, well, I was going to say lazy. <laughs> yeah. but how, how could you not use the yeah. word lazy? Right. Consumer consumer culture. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, just, just feed me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just put it up on the screens, and and mm-hmm. I'll just eat it. Right. You know. That'll be enough. Right. That'll be. I can go to church right. this week, 
and it'll it'll be enough to last me the entire. I week. can feel good about the fact that yeah, I read the Bible. Yeah, it was on exactly. the screen. Exactly. <laughs> Hello. Or even you know like what Jerry was saying, I can read in the morning. Oh, I, I did my reading today. Right. I should be good. Yeah. And um, uh, my pastor used this illustration in in his sermon yesterday. He was saying how um, Christians like to view themselves as um, gas powered machines rather than electrically charged machines where we can fill up our tank and then we can do the rest on our own and we can go back and fill it up again whenever we need it instead of I need to constantly be plugged into the source Mm -hmm. to receive the power to do those things. You know, it's not, it's not, we fill up our tank and then we, we get to do the work. It's, we are constantly being plugged into Christ and Mm -hmm. he supplies that, that need. Was his sermon sponsored by Tesla? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Come on. No, no. He, Come even, on. he even said he, he prefers gas-powered machines. Like, that's, that's just the reality of it. I mean, though. if he got you know? them to sponsor him, I need to know how he did that. That'd be nice. That'd yeah. be real because, nice. Because we have a FedEx driver yeah. in the room. <laughs> exactly. Hello? I need to clarify that. Oh, yeah. You I, don't really I, work I for. Work, yeah, I work for a company that is, I'm a senior manager for a company that is contracted to pull. Mm. There you go. Okay. You want to you want to put a plug in for them? Go ahead. Uh, Maybe they can pay us have too. CDO, uh, years of experience. <laughs> please give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man. Anyways, um, you have anything else? No. I, no. I I I think I just I love my brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, always have, and I and it is. You know what Jerry was saying as far as sometimes light and darkness, you know, this thing does, just doesn't mesh. And yeah. I think that we did go through that season. Um, but uh, there's never been a time that, that I didn't love Jerry, love all my brothers. Right. I love hanging out with my family and, and being around them. And I think his testimony is one that the Lord uh, powerfully uses when, when, when needed, mm-hmm. when the Lord wants him to do it. And I know he's not afraid to do it. And he says he would rather express his relationship with God through his music. But the truth of the matter is, full disclosure, I stayed away from the book of Revelation (laughs) all of my ministry Hmm. because it's just, you know, it's a lot. And Jerry and Michelle taught a class here on uh, a Sunday school class, I think it was, and uh, that's what they covered was was the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I thought... (gasps) This guy really knows what he's doing, <laughs> you know. So he's got the smarts. He's got it in there. But I, but I also understand that the Lord uses us all in in different ways, and yeah. and and music is definitely one of those. So I just appreciate him coming in, and I know in just a few minutes he's got to go to work. Yeah. You know? No, I don't work tonight. You don't work oh, tonight. Oh, no. hey. Well, well the, uh, part two coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you here for another hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jerry, for coming in. We yeah, really thanks. appreciate it. If thanks, I can, Jerry. If I could just add this. Yeah, I think that a person's relationship with Christ really depends on the effort that they want to put into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You have people that, that just don't want to put a lot of effort into it, mm-hmm. uh, and they're probably not going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. But those that really seek and search, mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Yes, uh, he's faithful. He'll be faithful yes. for sure. yes. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I thought he was laying the groundwork for part two. For real. <laughs> What's out? Join us next season. Yeah, yeah. We talk about this. Talk to Jerry. No, we again. might bring you back, Jerry, to talk about a topic again. And she's the producer, hey. so we do whatever oh, she does. Yeah. Oh that yeah. Call. I'd I be happy to. Good. Good. But uh, thank you all so much for joining us again um, as we're wrapping up this season. It's been such a special time. Uh, 
please, you know, go back and listen to the other interviews that we've done. They've all been super, super great. Um, and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.